Hey, hey, so Stephanie. Hey, so Christopher. I still don't have COVID. That's awesome. Yay! You dodged all the bullets. So far, it's only Friday. Um, During I, bullets, specifically. Yeah, uh, I still <laughs> I still have four more days of waiting. Yay! Yay! Um, but you know, I'm still I'm still emotionally recovering from uh, Star Wars Celebration, but it's given me this like this amazing wave of positivity and. You know, I've been going out of my way while I'm working to like listen to more Star Wars content creators. You know, I was That's listening awesome. listen to the Sisters with Sabres. They are fucking hilarious. Um, I keep meaning to tune in on them. They're so try. good. They're so good. Um, I listened to the First Steps uh, episodes this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I recorded uh, with uh, Charles and Bradley. Finally, she <laughs> finally she showed up to, from Gold Squadron Gaze, um, uh-huh. and I'm feeling the love. And I'm so glad that this week the Star Wars fandom really came together and celebrated <laughs> uh, child actresses and African American actresses, people of color, yeah, and just this glorious new talent. Nobody had anything negative to say, no, about it. <laughs> no, no, nothing whatsoever. I can't look. I didn't go to celebration, so I wasn't like steeped in the feel goods like you were. I can't imagine. The fucking whiplash that all of y'all returning to Earth from Celebration must have experienced on that. Do you know? Uh, you know that part in uh, spoilers for Obi Wan Part Three. Do you know that part <laughs> um, where Vader cracks that du- one dude's neck? Uh-huh. Uh huh. That's how emotionally I felt when I was getting out of Celebration and thinking, "Wow, the Star Wars fandom really is like, m- for the most part, really positive." And then going mm-hmm. on social media, you fool. Yeah. You fool. I know. You sweet, sweet fool. show it's definitely bringing a lot of non non or i would say non-hardcore star wars fans into right. back into the fold because i've had a mm-hmm. lot of people who have told me i haven't watched any star wars since rise of skywalker i haven't watched mm-hmm. mandalorian blah 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 but they were curious about the obi-wan show they're all at least the people i'm talking to they're all loving it but they're also this is the first time they're in, they're witnessing oh, the no. fandom too and they're like holy shit chris why do you do a podcast for this and, and i had to be like it's not all of us, I swear to God. We're totally it's, awesome. It's a very, very vocal minority uh, that have figured out that if you are just angry about everything and talk shit about everything, that that gets more clicks and attention and money. That's all it is, is they're just farming outrage for cash. And uh, I think that's gross. So and, gross. And so it's just, why? Why? Why you got to pick apart the corpse of a fandom you claim to love? Like, I don't understand. I yeah. don't understand. Yeah. Fucking vultures. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Boomer Boomer would like for me to let her. <laughs> it's the time of now. This prison. Oh, you know, I swear to God, she hears the clap and she's like, all right, three, two, one. I'm going to the door. All right. So I'll be right back. All right, bitch. Let's go. <laughs> Come on. Goodbye. Don't come back. I swear to God, I would lock her in another room of the house if I didn't know for absolutely 100% sure that she would raid shit on my carpet. So.
Uh, being held, uh, being held hostage. Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. Send help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't. Okay, I, I love animals. I don't want to own them because I. I can't. I don't know what makes you think I own any of the animals. In oh, this you house. don't. That's my point. No. Is you're you're a slave. I I am her staff. I will never be your slave. <laughs> I'm her personal assistant. Okay, okay, okay. Are we ready to? Uh, no. Are we ready to celebrate? No, I'm not ready. How nothing bad's gonna happen to fives? Are we ready? You're right. You're right. He's uh, he's alive and well. He's yep. started a a retired clone commune with Cut Laquain. Uh, and- <laughs> God. There's just a lot of walking around shirtless and, uh, you know. You're describing heaven right now. I, uh, yeah. Yeah. And I want to go They're there. all there. No, nothing bad happens to any of the clones. They all they all retire peacefully. They certainly <laughs> don't die horrifically in each other's arms or oh, God get betrayed it. by the very system that is enslaving them or. Oh, my God. This is. We're gonna try. We're gonna try, y'all. We're gonna try to make this as funny as possible. But the only, <laughs> but, but yeah, I can't promise anything. Uh, I but, got. I got nothing. I got, <laughs> okay. But we do have no, to I'm intro good, the show. Fine. fine. All right. Here we go. Deep cleansing breaths. Deep cleansing breaths. Finding my center. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna cry in front of these people. It's oh, be okay. uh, you can they, you can technically only cry in front of these people if you join our Patreon, which is five bucks a month. <laughs> are you are you whoring out my tears? I, I yes, it's I, bad I, enough I, we're whoring out my voice for for reading smutty fanfic. Now we're whoring oh my god, out Heather, my emotional uh, damage. I've never laughed so hard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait! You're not supposed to laugh at it. It's supposed to be hot. The reason why, okay, it's it's. Funny. I know, I know, I know, I know. It's funny I know. Go to on, me though. because I know your. I'm seeing your face while you're reading this stuff, and I. <laughs> it's, I'm just, mm, it's poetry. It's poetry. <laughs> there, there were certain lines that I was like, oh, okay, this is something I'm about to say to people. <laughs> Look, it's been a minute since I have had to uh, vocally stimulate people so and by a minute i mean like a couple couple decades uh <laughs> okay <laughs> um, <laughs> i uh I, i'm just saying i i am yeah. now frozen with uh trying to figure out which pathway to take to respond to that comment and i'm just gonna back away very slowly there you go there you yeah. go hey how about how about i just intro the show and we pretend it. that didn't happen yeah yeah okay cool hey everybody welcome back to dark side divas the podcast where a woman and a gay man express their opinions about star wars my name is stephanie i'm the woman half of the show and i'm gonna keep it together today yeah like a like a rock I'm fine i'm fine chris Hi everybody. I'm Chris. I'm the world's biggest gay homosexual ever. Um, I, I, I I'm self declaring myself right now as carry the, on, as, carry on. It's Pride Month, girl. Work with me. Oh, okay, right, 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 right. You that's you have been uh, you've been boosted up. It's like you hit a mushroom in Mario. Do, do, the do, rainbow do. mushroom. Um, mm-hmm. And Stephanie, your mother's mm-hmm. a droid. <laughs> <laughs> your mother's a droid. I love him. That's the best. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm using that line forever now. Your mother's a droid. <laughs> wait, wait, what? Chris, what? we're in a business meeting right now. <laughs> your mother's a droid. All right. Uh, so, do we have anything we want to talk about before we get into 
the meat of our emotional damage today? I mean, we already talked about uh, how wonderful and loving the entire Star Wars fandom is. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do have a review, though. It's a little um, unusual. Okay, before we get into the review, though. Sure. Speaking of our wonderful, loving Star Wars fandom, now we've said this online a bit, um, but we're going to go ahead and say it here on the podcast in case you're not all up in our social medias. Uh, there is no place... Uh, in the Star Wars fandom for racism or bigotry of any kind. And um, I'm done. Unless you're on YouTube. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I had to make that joke. Was that a joke? It was. A, uh, unfortunately, it kind of is a joke, but not. Because that's unfortunately where the racist bigots and evil people kind of live. Yes, but yeah. what I'm saying, bitch, if you would let me finish my sentence, uh, is that... <laughs> We're not going to leave space for it. No. I've been told way too many fucking times in this fandom that just ignore it. They're just the trolls. Just just ignore them. No, ignoring them is how they fester like mushrooms in the dark. If you ignore the black mold, it creeps into your walls and gives you fucking brain tumors. Okay? So we're not ignoring it anymore. Welcome to the villain era of Dark Side Divas. Fuck yeah. We're calling it out every time we see it. Uh, and that's just how that's going to happen. Fuck racism. Fuck bigotry. It's not going to exist in our fandom anymore. Preach. Uh, I uh, would recommend the following tactic, y'all. Uh, you see mm. something, you say something, you call that shit out, then you block their asses so they can't yep. just move forward from that. Um, continuing to engage them past that, though, does empower them. So yeah. uh, we will. Uh, we have entered our villain era. Mm-hmm. I have decided that... Uh, in unison with Stephanie, that I am going to be a little bit, well, not a little bit, a lot more forceful uh, about uh, shutting people down. Also, I'm going to prop up uh, more positive Star Wars content Mm -hmm. creators because we need that too. And not just Star Wars content creators, I'm in different fandoms. So I'm I'm trying to go out of my way to be a lot more supportive than I I have been because I used to make time as an excuse, but, you know, uh, it doesn't take that much effort to promote people. Um, But fuck racism. Fuck bigots. Yeah. It, because it fucking works. Absolutely. It fucking works. Using absolutely. the positivity to drown it out fucking works. I don't know how many... If for any of you who weren't there up to the minute for all the shit that was going down on social media, Moses Ingram posted on her Instagram stories that she got a ridiculous amount of blatantly racist harassment. Insane. And the the fandom reacted and just flooded her world with love and support and backlash uh, and directed backlash away from her towards the racists. And it worked. Like her next Instagram story was saying, thank you for the love. Like it's it overflows. And that's amazing. Yeah, it can work. So real quick toolkit for dealing with the trolls online. Do not boost their content. If it's on Twitter, do not quote retweet them screenshot and then make your own tweet about it yep but don't quote retweet them that just adds fuel to them don't like or comment on any other shit on youtube uh again screenshots and uh, and screen recordings are your friend on tiktok don't stitch these motherfuckers because that boosts their engagement and puts their poisonous content in front of more people yep instead screen record their video and then do your thing, use their video, screenshot, whatever you got to do, but don't do anything other than viewing their content that boosts it. And then you can comment on them and then fucking block with impunity. Anybody who's even a tiny bit, what aboutism, even a little bitty bit like, well, just because I don't like her acting job doesn't mean I'm racist. Eh, it does. And, uh, <laughs> and all of that, everything block with impunity don't give them a a space to have voice and don't boost them in any way 
That's preach. that's my that's my thought. Preach, that. preach, preach. We're gonna get them. Run them out. I don't. I'm not a fan of gatekeeping, but I will keep the fuck out of the gate when it comes to bigotry and and racism and people who think it's funny to elbow little girl actors in the face. I hate people. <laughs> fuck fucking... fucking guy. Okay. Um, Boomer's back, all fucking ready. So if you excuse wow, me. Wow, what the hell's going on with the cat? I don't know. Bitch, we cannot do this the whole goddamn time. We can't. You know what? I'm going to get soft objects over here to lob at your head when you do this. Here we go. <laughs> there. Throw it at your face if you do this again. But soft objects because I love you. They're soft objects because I love you. <laughs> That's funny. Anyway, she's back. Hi, Boomer. <laughs> you see this? This is not what she wanted. I don't know what she wanted, but this is not it. Lord. I know. I love you, but goddamn. Okay, just chill. Fuck. Okay. So you had, uh, <laughs> you had a review? Yeah. So, uh, you know, we said we would read a review if they left a five star. Uh-huh. So I'm going to read it, though I don't really need to read all the lines because I have this memorized. It's one of my favorite monologues in all of Star Wars. Oh. <laughs> all right. Okay. All right. I know this is weird, but I, lo- I kind of love it. So Alan Smithy Jr. Mm-hmm. writes, good show. And then they write, did you ever hear the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise? <laughs> I thought not. It's not a story the Jedi would tell you. It's a Sith legend. Darth Plagueis was a Darth Lord of the Sith, so powerful and so wise, he could use the Force to influence the Metachlorians to create life. He had such a knowledge of the dark side that he could even keep the ones he cared about from dying. The dark side of the Force is a pathway to many abilities some consider to be unnatural. Unnatural. He became so powerful. Oh, it's still going. The only thing he was afraid of was losing his power, which eventually, of course, he did. Unfortunately... He taught his apprentice everything he knew. <laughs> then his apprentice killed him in his sleep. Ironic. <laughs> he could save others from death, but not himself. <laughs> and that's the review? That's the review. Are people going to start using these reviews now to get us to say things? Uh, I mean... Like, is the next review just going to be full of tongue twisters? Uh, like, is, that, is this the thing we're doing now? Uh, that's brilliant. Thank you so much, Alan, for whatever the rest of your name was. <laughs> I love. I personally am here for it. Um, I love it. That's awesome. Yeah, that is my favorite. That's like that is literally my favorite monologue in Star Wars. So, um, it would be. I mean, it fucking would be. I love you. <laughs> I fucking love Palpatine. So I know you do, and uh, I hope that that love is put to the fucking test in this episode. Uh, we're gonna talk about that because I have some things. I, I have some things to say. I, oh, can we put a disclaimer on first about this episode? Uh, yeah. Uh, I love this episode. Uh, so the negative things I have to say is me buying into the story with a singular exception, which we're going to talk about at the very end. Okay. But, uh, please do not mistake my love for this episode over the heartbreak that this episode has caused, which is, would make me sound a little negative. Mm. And it's just me buying into the story. That's all. Yeah, no, I, this this episode, I mean, it's just like with this whole arc. Oh, uh, God I don't, damn, this the, whole arc. 
the things I don't like about it are not meta level. I'm not criticizing Star Wars. I'm I'm raging against the the events of the story, which is what we're supposed to do. This right. is supposed to be tragic. The story of the clones themselves is fucking tragic, God. and it is an underrated tragedy in the Star Wars galaxy. I'm so glad that now, you know, after, you know, Clone Wars and everything, we're getting into more respect for that tragedy, you know, with the Bad Batch playing out and stuff like that. Like this needs to be this needs to be more understood, I think, in the fandom. The the Clone Wars was a goddamn travesty. Anyway, yeah. you want to talk about it? You want, yeah. you want to talk about it today? Um oh, okay. uh, I actually want to talk about the Bad Batch. Can we do that instead? Can we do that uh, instead? No. No, we cannot. I don't have notes on the Bad Batch. I have notes on this. So are we ready? Do you really need notes to talk about Hunter? What we're doing on the show, on this podcast, (laughs) is we are watching through the entire Star Wars visual story in chronological order, which means we started with episode one, The Phantom Menace, and have been striding boldly forward through time since then. So today we are talking about Clone Wars Season 6, Episode 4, Orders. The Jedi fortune cookie at the top of the episode is the popular belief isn't always the correct one. Fives. I mean, no, he doesn't have the popular belief. He's got the correct one. Oh, you're right. Everybody else. I meant to say. Everybody else has the popular belief. I'm sorry. I meant to say everyone fucking else. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I meant a completely different answer. (laughs) (laughs) Dumb bitch with a microphone. (laughs) okay do you have the announcer bit i do get it clone crisis after the mysterious death of his friend tup arc trooper fives embarked on an investigation which led to the discovery of a hidden chip which is placed inside clone troopers when they are still embryos the Kaminoan scientist Nala C claims that the chip is harmless and is meant to restrain the clones from violent unpredictable action Fives claims otherwise, and has convinced Jedi Master Shakti to allow him to plead his case directly to the Supreme Chancellor Palpatine on Coruscant. <sighs> God damn it. <laughs> Fucking God. Okay, okay, right. okay. I get that the chain of military command in Star Wars has always been kind of fast and loosey-goosey. Uh, and that you know, like the ranks have never really made sense or really ever coincided directly with actual military or anything. It's just like word salad. Yeah. Right. Uh, and so it's it, sure, sure. This arc trooper is going to be able to go and just talk directly to the chancellor with not like his commanding officer isn't there. We have gone through no one above him. Nobody's looped in Anakin on any of this until later. And yeah. like, I, I just, it's so, it's so fucking fucked up. And I, I only, I can, all I can do is absorb the, the sort of fast and furiousness of this moment as part of the, um, the shady shit that's going on around fives right now. We're just going to shuffle him directly to the chancellor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's good. That's good. Yeah. We're going to, so this is going to be a reoccurring theme for this episode. The, uh, red flags that, uh, go up that certain people <coughs> Shakti um, fails to acknowledge and then yeah. the entire Jedi Council at the very end fail to acknowledge uh, is uh, is something to behold it really is yeah it's almost fucking willful um, yeah. so we open up with uh, the transport 
the clone piloted transport uh, with Shakti and Nalasi and Fives all aboard pulling into Coruscant. And Fives is strapped to a gurney and Why? already delirious to a certain extent. Why? Why is he strapped down? Like, what the Why, fuck? If, he's, if he was 100% perfectly ambulatory and conscious at the end of last episode. But but now he's like weirdly a little delirious and half asleep and strapped to a gurney. Like what the fuck is going on? And Shakti, you heard Nalasi repeatedly urge you to kill this man. Right. At the end of last episode. But now we're going to leave Nalasi in the back of the bus alone with him and not even look in her direction. Did Jedi Master sure. Shakti, and I need to stress that first, those first two words, Jedi Master. Jedi Master. Did she not sense deception from Nalasi? Did she not sense not- the possibility that Nalasi was going to, I don't know, inject Fives with some crazy shit to make him more paranoid? Right, right. Like, because quietly, all shady times behind Shakti's back, Nalasi does in fact secretly inject fives with something and he's like you just you injected me with something i don't and she puts a finger over his mouth and goes Shh, and he gets knocked out like what the fuck did she just inject him with well i mean at, at least as they were flying into coruscant there was some happy wonderful music playing in the background right stephanie oh yeah no it was, it was <laughs> no no it was the fucking everything is ominous it, it was the fucking em- emperor theme which is oh was it uh, I, I missed it it, it was kind I of didn't a, it very end. yeah it was a looser version of it um because i was listening to this on headphones so i'm like oh that's great the emperor's theme is uh playing in the background while fives is heading towards his death that's wonderful hooray hooray yeah hooray I love it. <sighs> anyway, so they land, and Masameda himself is there to meet them. Where do they land? Uh, is it the medical facility? The Grand Republic medical facility. Remember branding? Ooh. Branding's important, Stephanie, when it comes it to... It is. Yeah. You're right. You're right. My bad. Uh, you know, uh, part three of uh, Obi-Wan came out this week, and mm-hmm. I can't help but refer to this place from now on as the birthplace of Cyborg uh, Vader, So, because <laughs> that's what it is. It's the same exact place where they did the Frankenstein th- uh, scene. In it's Revenge the same the facility. It is not the same room, but we'll get to that. It's not the same room, but it's the same facility, yeah. Right. Okay, so Masamata's there, and he escorts all of them directly to Palpatine. Yay! Um, Palpatine, who has never been more voiced by Tim Curry. By the way, right. I love Tim Curry, but like he's trying real hard not to Tim Curry all over it. But Tim Curry going to Tim Curry. I want to talk and about that just, at the end. Okay, we'll yeah. just. I'm just. I've. De- I decided early on to just like uh, noted letting it go now. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I can't. I can't. There was no other option. Like that was okay. Anyway, um, and here's the thing: fucking Palpatine is delighted oh. that all of this is working out so well for him. And and he turns to Shakti as they're bringing uh, fives in and stuff, and he's like, oh, I'm so glad you're here. I trust you've kept this matter extremely confidential. Yeah, like like one of my DL hookups on Grindr. You're, you haven't told anybody, right? You kept this discreet, you know? <laughs> <laughs> he really, he's like, and, and whoop, whoop, alarm, alarm, red flag, red flag. Shakti, come on, baby. Come on, girl, wake up. Why would no. the, wouldn't the Chancellor want this on record? Wouldn't a publicly elected official still technically uh, want 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 to share this with the Senate? Hey, we may have a problem. Uh, unless, with- of course, something incredibly shady or corrupt or uh, that could undermine the public security in a potentially fatally flawed military force. Exactly. Um, Everything is bad. Uh, um, 
And so they're, they're, you know, wheeling, wheeling. It's a floating gurney. At least it wasn't raining on him this time, but they're wheeling fives, uh, into this room. And I noticed, you know, we've got the Coruscant guard, which are the clone troopers with the red markings on their armor. But did you notice, I think this is the first time we're seeing the red-robed Imperial Guard? This is true. I looked this up. Uh, we, it, I, And also, I was getting the Return of the Jedi vibes when Luke was going into the uh, Emperor's throne room on the Death Star. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, Palpatine had that gleeful look on his face. The red guards are standing on either side. Ugh. Yeah. And so uh, so this is the point where my heart breaks because in his delirium, Fives calls <sighs> for help. He calls for AZ-3. I know. Uh, and then he gets, you know, he's getting wheeled in and he's like, he's babbling. He's trying to say that she injected him with something or something. Yeah. Uh, but then he gets, you know, like his gurney gets set upright so that he's standing and he blinks and his eyes manage to focus. And the chancellor is directly in front of him telling him, you know, calm down. You're okay. And all of his training and programming kicks in and fives heartbreakingly tries to snap to attention. In his restraints, because that is the Chancellor of the Republic. Yeah. Calls him sir and everything. And just... <sighs> okay. Yeah. Okay. So. So. What what happens? This conversation happens so fast. So much shit is flying around. Uh, yeah, I mean, Fives... In is, this conversation. Fives, Fives is insisting that there's a big problem. Everybody has these chips. Uh, Shock right. T busts out the chips to show the Chancellor... He's fucking telling Darth Sidious about the Order 66 chips. Yep. And I just... I'm so frustrated. Okay, sorry. Go on. So so essentially, Fives tells Palpatine, because this is where he's at right now. He believes that the Separatists have developed some type of a plot against Mm -hmm. the clones using the chips somehow. And and Palpatine says... A separatist plot from before the war even started? Seems unlikely. Don't you agree, (laughs) Jedi Master Shakti? You fucking dick. Because that's exactly what it is. He's loving all of this. He's just... I mean, he's just... ah, He's the doublespeak. The constant, like, self-referencing. He's... Just oh fucking Palpatine is eating this up with a spoon. Yeah, I and, forget I forget the psychological term for it, but there's that term where a serial killer wants to tell someone everything that they've been doing because they want to they want to bask in their mm-hmm. uh, insanity. This is totally that Palpatine for for just this moment uh, wants to really show off without showing off. Right, and that's what like this he is. he wants to see, and he. And for practical purposes, he really does need to see, like, how far did this trooper get in figuring out the plot? And it turns out pretty fucking far. I mean, technically almost all the way, right? Yeah. So, um, and I've got a lot of notes of just, like, back and forth. So, um, Fives is like, there are chips, they're in our heads. And Nalasi's like, I fucking told this idiot clone that they are inhibitor chips that are supposed to keep them from being so aggressive and make them more compliant, and the chips are for their own good. And Fives is furious. He's like, these aren't for our own good. The one that was in uh, Clone Trooper Tup fucking killed him. So there's a problem. Like, these 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 chips are being used against us and could and can kill all of us. And Nalasi's like, um, no. And Palpatine's like, hey, uh, are we sure that this isn't just the virus thing? Because I got told that there was a virus right. early on in this whole process. And Alice's like, mm, no, we're not sure. Actually, it could still be a virus that like set off the perfectly normal chip in everybody's heads. So 
Uh, we God. actually don't know. We actually don't really know what made Tup's chip fuck up. But we do know that Fives took his chip out. So now he's a danger to himself and others. Anyway, Fives tries to point out that no, the chip actually made us more dangerous because it made Tup even more violent. And that's why Tup killed Jedi Master Tablar. Hello, and so red flag, red flag. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, this is a cover up. They're trying to cover something up. They're, and he's like, he's getting increasingly paranoid over the course of this conversation. So Palpatine, ever the benevolent force in this conversation, is like, you know what? I feel like Fize is this trooper is getting a little stressed out by you guys. So if everybody could leave the room, I will talk to him alone. Shakti, hello, girl. Why would a elected official want to be alone with a clone who could be very dangerous? Help. Right. And, and she objects. To her she credit, does. she does object. And Palpatine's like, it's okay. I have all this security here. It'll be fine. And he says, I want this soldier to feel he is having a fair say in this matter. Uh. So they fucking leave. They leave Fives alone in the room with Palpatine and the Coruscant guard and his personal, really ominous-looking red-robed guards. Right, which is totally normal. It's uh, fine. It's, it's fine. Totally fine. It's fine. And then the the part I hate the most, uh, one of the parts I hate the most in this episode, is when Shakti and Elsie leave, and Palpatine turns to Fives and he has that fucking face and that uh-huh. smile. Uh-huh. And, he, you know, he's like, all right, let's, you know, whatever he says, let's talk, Fives, you know. <sighs> anyway, so uh, Masameda and Shakti and Nalasi are all outside the room, sort of pacing. Well, Nalasi's pacing. Shakti wouldn't do something so so banal as pacing. No, she's meditating. Um, and all of a sudden, we hear sounds of violence from inside the room. There are thumps, and Palpatine is, is yelling, No, let me go! Oh no, what do we do? And they open the door, and Fives is attacking the fucking Chancellor of the Republic. Yeah, and that's there's bad. No, there's no two ways about it. He's attacking him. He manages to get a gun away from one of the guards and is pointing it at the Chancellor. And I'm like, pull the trigger right now. Do it, do it, do it, do it. And yet, he is interrupted, and he doesn't get the shot off. So, uh, Sith are quite reckless, I must say. Yeah. <laughs> because, that clone could have fucking killed him. Well. Or pushed him to where he had to use the force to protect see, himself. See, and that, that's where I was going to go. Uh, I suspected, like, I, I went back and forth with a friend of mine about this. Uh, I suspected he would have Kylo Ren that blaster. He would have just force stopped it out of right. in, at survival instinct. Mm-hmm. With Shock T right there. And then his whole plot fucking ruined. And that would have been glorious. But that's not what happened. No, that's not. That's not he, the, we, we talked about this on Marvelous Diva several times. Palpatine was depending on the heroism of the Jedi to save him. Yeah, them. yeah. Again. Even, even your enemies depend on you to be the hero. Yeah. And and to your detriment. Yeah. Often. Often. And so that's what Palpatine... That's, this whole fucking war is Palpatine manipulating the heroism of the Jedi against them. Yeah. That's the whole pretty, fucking thing. Yeah. I mean, and we're going to talk some shit about the Jedi over the course of this episode, the Jedi Order and their complicity in this war. But what fucking choice did they have? Like, we've talked before about, you know, they could have just pulled away and been an independent peacekeeping force uh, in the galaxy, maybe. And that would have been a completely different story. But they were presented with get involved in the war or don't. And they saw it as an absolute option, choice between the two. We could only 
sit the war out and let innocents die, or join the war and try to mitigate the damage and make the war shorter. And because of their, their, the narrowness of their view, uh, of the way that they had evolved up to this point, all they saw was those two options. And who, who deals in absolutes? The Sith. Only the Sith deal in absolutes. And so when the Jedi saw we have only joined the war or don't as our options, that should have been a red flag for them. That maybe we need to look at other options. But Palpatine had very carefully made sure that the kind of people that would point out other options for them were either dead Qui-Gon Jinn or working for him, Dooku. God damn it. Yeah. Palpatine's got all of this shit organized. Love him. Anyway, so <laughs> back in this scene, Palpatine is like, I'm a frail old man on the ground. Oh, no, you're right. He must have gone mad from the chip in his head. A swoon. Like he's playing it up. Okay. <laughs> and Fives takes off down the hallway and Shakti chases after him. And Palpatine, as soon as the Jedi and, the, and Fives are down the hall, Palpatine's like, huh, <clears throat> dust myself off. Hey, Nalasi, um, here's the chips. I trust that you know what to do with these. Like, <sighs> okay. And we'll see what she does with those later. But she's like, mm-hmm, thank you, and takes the chips. So, fucking, okay. So anyway, we get a cool chase through the hospital. Yeah. It, was, it was very cool. Uh, Shakti is trying to keep up with Fives, who, by the way, st- still a badass. Still an ARC trooper. Still even half-drugged the way he is, he's still an ARC trooper. Um, yeah, and there were so many, they were walking through this big hall where there were, you know, hospital, there's people everywhere. Yeah, it's the main lobby. Right, yeah. and I was like, oh my god, there's all these people. And, uh, and droids, 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 so droids, many droids. droids. Yeah, and I couldn't keep track of all of them, but we basically see, like, every character model ever in this one room, with especially right. with the droids. There was a lot of um, Mandalorian character models in this room. Yeah, I noticed that too. That was odd. Like, there's a lot of blonde people with extremely sharp cheekbones in this room. And, and, I and, thought it was a little strange. I'm, I'm, I'm here for that. I'm, I, mean, I mean, I mean, yeah, it's like walking around amongst the elves of Middle Earth. Like, everybody's so pretty. What's going on? <laughs> I don't understand. Um, um, but did you notice during this chase sequence? Uh, by the way, shout out to Shakti. Um, her force leaps with her robes and her and her mantles and leku was hot. flying through the air. She looks amazing, and the crowd in the hospital appropriately gasps in awe when they see a Jedi cut loose. Because how often do they even see that? Right. But did you notice? I noticed it on my second watch through. As Fives is running through. Uh, this lobby and knocking shit over and bumping into people and there's droids, droids, droids. There is one droid that is keeping pace with him the entire time. No, I, I no, I did not. There is a the little ball droid, the pro droid oh, with the, the red droid. eye, fucking is following him through this lobby. I hate those droids. This one specifically, but we're gonna see it later and. I believe because that droid, when we see it later, reports back directly to the guard that are with the chancellor. Palpatine set this droid to follow Fives and track him. Agreed. This droid is tracking him even now. They never lost him. Sith love to just send probe probe droids out to find people. That's kind of their thing. I mean, Fives believes for parts of this that he got away and he's being sneaky. I didn't see it. Again, like later, he's got some street scenes on on Coruscant and stuff. Um, but I believe that they that Palpatine never lost track of this fucking. I plot. agree. I completely agree. Fucking god! 
Anyway, Fives, the, in a in a glorious moment where Shakti's like, close the blast doors, and the blast doors are irising closed, and there's only a tiny little opening in the middle, and Fives, even half-drugged, manages to, like, do a glorious swan dive straight out through the blast doors, and he gets away. Yeah. He does the Good Indiana, job, buddy. He does the Indiana Jones thing. <laughs> he does. He does. Congratulations. Uh, so, <sighs> after that uh, momentous event, uh, we are back at the Jedi Temple, and uh, we have pre- pretty much... Most of the Jedi Council in that room, I believe. Uh, yeah, we've got Anakin, Mace Windu, Shakti, and Yoda and, are in that room. And they're like, huh, we haven't been asked for help on this matter, and we kind of feel it, and we normally would be, because, hello, the Chancellor was almost killed. That's right. really unusual. We should ponder that That's and consider weird. that it's, no, they don't do that. They don't do that. No, no. Uh, first of all, Anakin has to process... That he doesn't even fucking believe Fives could do this. Absolutely. But there right in front of them is an unmistakable hollow of a very stressed out looking Fives crashing through the medical lobby. And Shakti's eyewitness account that, yeah, he was totally fucking attacking the Chancellor. But Shakti speaks very carefully here uh, because they're like, why would he even do this? And Shakti says, the Kaminoans say that there is a virus that is corrupting their inhibitor chips. Shakti is not expressing her own opinion about what's going on here. What the fuck, If she even has one. It's, you know, it's weird. Um, But she does point out that Art Trooper Fives believes himself to be the victim of a plot, whether it's separatist or otherwise. Like, she's very fairly presenting, uh, with some minimalizing language, but very very fairly presenting the situation. The Kaminoans are, are blaming a virus. Fives believes himself to be the victim of a plot. Okay. All of the security forces... All of the clones' forces, everybody on Coruscant has been ordered on a manhunt for Arc Trooper Fives except for the Jedi. Right. And they do question it, though. Fucking finally, well, Yoda and Mace Windu are like, okay, that's sketchy. That's that's weird that we haven't been called in on this. You know, we, we've been kind of harsh on Mace Windu, but thank fucking God... Um, Ma- Thank God for Mace Windu's skepticism, because we do right. we do eventually figure out that by Return of the Sith, he's the one that figures out, hey, there's a plot against the Jedi. It's a little bit too late, but he does figure yeah. it out. Um, he does figure it out eventually. Yeah. Um, so they're like, Mace Windu's like, we're gonna be we're gonna be investigating this undercover quietly, and we need to make sure that this trooper is not killed. And I think that's very important God because they they want to hear what he thinks the plot is. Yeah. Their goal this whole time from the beginning of this arc has been get these troopers back to us, to the Jedi, so that we can investigate with the Force and find out what's going on. Oh, my God. I just realized something. Uh, huh. We'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it later. Not, not yet. Okay, not make yet. a note, bitch. I'm making I'm a note remember. right now. Yeah. All right. So who volunteers to do the undercover investigation? Um, the most discreet and subtle Jedi of them all. <laughs> <laughs> Anakin Skywalker. And uh, he's going to bring Daddy Rex with him, because Yay. why the fuck not? Well, because they are Five's commanding officers. Absolutely. With the five and probably this the is friend- their responsibility. And the, probably the friendliest faces, as far as Five's is concerned right now. Exactly. Yeah. But Shakti warns him. Be wary. Since he removed his inhibitor chip, Five's may no longer be the man you once knew. <sighs> and Anakin's like, oh. Well, I know. And it's like, <laughs> oh, why do you have to fucking pour cold water on me right now? Um, Rain on my parade. Yeah, yeah. Rain on anyway. me. Anyway. Uh, yep, so then we jump to a gorgeous shot of Coruscant. Uh, is this, this is the first time we've seen Coruscant in season six animation, so 
Uh, it looks good. It looks, it looks real good. Real good. I want to hear. I mean, I it, be in there. a dirty, horrible, beautiful town kind yeah. of way, you know. Yeah. Uh, and so we get a street scene of fives, uh, and you know, I make fun of people trying to disguise themselves in the show with a with a cloak with a hood, and like now you stand out like a sore thumb because you have a cloak with a hood. Right. Uh, walking around in clone armor with like no helmet or anything. Bad. Also, also bad. Also, also not. The also, kind of stands out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he's a, he's a little obvious, my dude. Um, but he, and again, there's fucking Mandalorian character models all over the street scene. Yeah, yeah. It's a little, yeah. Uh, but we also see some lovely twee, twi, 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 twirl. Citizens of Ryloth getting out of a cab. <laughs> and those, those two lovely ladies are in fact being voiced by the same lovely ladies who are voicing, uh, Shakti and Nellisi. They were in the booth, so like, hey, could you say some like club kid stuff? <laughs> like, what, what's my motivation? Just, sh- t- you're gonna Just be on the shot the for two seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Sound like you're gonna bang yourself. Cause that's what, they, <laughs> that's what I had canoned. They, cause, you know. Sure. Yeah. Okay. It's pride. It's pride. So, uh, then, uh, <laughs> Fives is like, cool, empty cab, and he jumps in the back. And we have the most bizarre little cab ride. Yeah. Were you getting Total Recall vibes off this? Because I kind of was. Yeah. A yeah. little. It was a little A little Total Recall. Yeah. yeah but uh, this. Okay. 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 So this cabbie, to whom Fives is very rude because he's stressed the fuck out. But the cabbie doesn't care because whatever. He's, he's a cabbie. Yeah. Um, you know, this cabbie has a name. Yep. <laughs> I hate the name. Do you? <laughs> His name is Jay Igno. Igno? Igno. Well, there's a reason for that. I know. Uh, and that's because this character is named as a nod to the character Reverend Jim Ignatowski, Christopher Lloyd's character in Taxi Driver. This whole character is a nod to that. Anyway, Jay Igno is names, a, man. Jay Igno is a male nimbanel. A what? And yeah, that's that's the race that he is. He's a, he's a nimbanel, and he's being voiced by Stephen Stanton. mm Hmm. So, and I guess because Stephen Stanton was in, the, is he the voice of Masamita, or is that Corey Burton? Don't I, I am the last motherfucking bitch to know that answer. Shit, hold on. Now I need to know. Yeah, you're gonna look it up. I'm looking it up right now. Don't mind me. Yeah, Stephen Stanton was in the booth to do the voice of Masameda anyway, so they had him do this. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of that this season. Like, shit, we forgot to cast somebody. Yo, Stephen, hang out in the booth <laughs> you could just, just like, for five seconds. <laughs> that would be great. Anyway, um, one thing, and we will be asking Wikipedia about this at some point, uh, the Nimbanel species. Okay, look at this guy. What would you say? What would you say you would classify him as? In terms of what? Like, what, what are my options? Well, like, he's kind of he's kind of fluffy. Right. Like, he looks kind of like if a sea otter was person-shaped. Yes, um, but he had, like, weird reptilian markings. Yeah, so that's the thing. They look furry, but Wikipedia classifies Nimbanels as reptilian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm confused. He looks like a beaver. <laughs> um, He reads as mammal to me, but okay, sure, that's a reptilian. Star Wars. Any, anyway. Um. So Fives is like, uh, take me to 79s. Take me to 79s. Take, can we, can we all take a field trip to 79s? Because y'all, did you know there's a bar 
in Coruscant just for clones? I, I, um, there are, <laughs> I'm not a, I'm not really a, a club person. They're too, you know, too loud, too many people. I much prefer right. like a, a brew pub, a laid back scene. I will gladly spend as much time as possible uh, yeah. at 79s because hot damn. There's... God damn. Oh. God damn. Yeah, apparently, I mean, it's not just for clones. People who are not clones are also there. And they're obviously, if you look at the crowd scenes inside this club, the people who are not clones who are there are there to hook up with clones. And I'm and I, I'm there too. I am one of I, them. I support everyone in that endeavor. <laughs> I would I would be standing right there with the brain dude being like, hey girl, hey. Yeah, you know. there's like, there's a Doug at the bar who's like trying to buy a clone a drink and I'm here for it. Yeah. I- <laughs> you know? Get it. Do you have a hand fetish? But anyway, on their way... <laughs> so handsy. On their way to 79s, uh, the, the cabbie's like, Hey, I didn't know. I didn't know clones, blah, blah, blah. And Fives is like, there's a lot you don't know about clones. Did you hear about the people who were engineered to kill their best friends and their leaders? And, 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 and like, he's way oversharing with this cabbie. Yeah. And the cabbie's like... Yeah, I hear shit like that all the time. I drive a cab on Coruscant, dude. Like, what do you <laughs> look? That's uh, that's a bit take. Uh, that's an actual bit taken right out from the taxi show. I don't Is know. It? If, um, yeah, I nice. mean, I haven't seen that show in a long time, but I used to marathon that show because nice. it was one of those shows that came on Nick at Night, right? Um, mm-hmm. So uh, uh, that was awesome. But like, yeah, the taxi driver's right. Like, can you imagine taking people all over the place in Coruscant? People that are addicted yeah. to death sticks and all that kind of stuff. The shit he must hear every day is must be unbelievable. Coruscant's a wild place. Mm-hmm. Like being being the cabbie on Coruscant has got to be a hell of a thing. So we get we pull up to seventy nines, and Fives just gets out and walks away, and the cabbie's like, "What the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> are you gonna pay? Bill it to the Republic." <laughs> yeah, and there's a gr- there's a crowd of like rowdy ass clones out in front of yeah, the bar who are like, "Ha ha ha! That's hilarious!" Uh, and they are laughing at the cabbie, and one of them says something kind of heartbreaking. He's like, hey, what are you complaining about? Your money paid for all this, and gestures at himself. Oh, God. So the clones have a certain level of self-awareness of their slavery, too? Oh, Jesus. I guess? Like, huh. Well, there are oh. some clones that are becoming resentful, right? So, Well, and these guys are drunk. And they're drunk, so they're a little honest. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Fives moves into, walks into the club with these guys, convinces one of them to give him his hat because he knows he has a fucking tattoo on his, on his temple that identifies him. Right. So he needs something to cover it. So he's got, he's got the little like clone deck officer hat on. Good job. And so this club is full of off-duty clones, but they're all still in uniform. Mm-hmm. Like they don't get casual clothes issued to them. Apparently not. Um... I don't know how I feel about that. Um, I, I made the joke that if I hooked up with any cosplayers at Celebration, the armor stays on. <laughs> you know? Parts of it, sure. But, like, parts of it have to come off just for accessibility. Sure. But if there's a if there's a helmet or a mask, it stays on. Oh, no. Helmet stays on. Yeah, yeah. Helmet stays on. You're all beautiful under your helmets, but... um. Yeah, I don't... Especially during COVID, I don't need to kiss you. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, like there are troopers there in armor, like Kix and Jesse. Yay! Kix and Jesse are at the bar. Fives recognizes them, and he's like, "Oh, okay, shit." Uh, and he sees Kix head off to the bathroom, and Fives follows him. Um, 
By the way, uh, we forgot to mention this. Did you see the pinup on the side of the taxi car? I missed. I was looking for it. I didn't see a pinup on the taxi. I mean, I couldn't make it out either, and I couldn't find any information online. It looked like a weird purple tentacle monster thing. I was, sure. just, I was just wondering if you had any information on it. I don't. I did not see a full image of a pinup anywhere in this, which was surprising. Yeah, but uh, it was. It led to a very uncomfortable conversation where I was talking with a friend, and I was like, what is that? And it's like, is it a purple tentacled sarlacc thing? And then I sure. said, is there a sarlacc pit pinup? Because that's so uncomfortable. Is it a tentacled blixus? Why? Why wouldn't there be? I mean, sure. Look, we have hentai in this world, and we don't have giant tentacle monsters. Right. That people are, have consistent, regular encounters with, right? Um, so imagine you're in the Star Wars universe, and there are tentacle monsters that are just natural fauna in a lot of places in the galaxy. Yeah, I, I, I feel like hentai would be even more prevalent. I'm just saying that the Sarlucci is canon. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I just need to laugh right now. <laughs> uh, accepted. Okay, so Fives follows Kix into the bathroom, where Kix is admiring his very nice haircut. So am I. I I'm admiring Kix. Yeah. I'm not a fan of the haircut, but I'm a fan of Kix. Oh, I love Kix. Sorry. And so Fives comes in and he's like, "So the five of first are back on Coruscant." Kix is like, "Yeah, dude, weird shit went down on Ringo Vinda." And Fives takes his hat off. He's like, "I, I know. I know. I was like, one of the weird <laughs> things." <laughs> yeah. And Kix is like, "Wait, whoa! People are looking for you, dude, and they think you tried to assassinate the Chancellor. Like, what's going on?" He's like, "Well, Fives, I, just, I did try to assassinate the Chancellor." <laughs> that's beside the point, though. I'm being framed. <laughs> and, stuff. and he's like, "I need to talk." To Captain Rex and General Skywalker. Right. But here's the thing. Fives is starting to sound real fucking crazy. Yeah. It goes all the way to the top. The highest levels are involved in the conspiracy. And this is this is where we start, like, the Cassandra complex with Fives. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ugh. Because, you know, Cassandra uh, in Greek myth uh, cursed to always speak true prophecy, but nobody ever believes her. And so everybody thinks she's insane. And eventually it does drive her mad. Um, but Fives is telling Kix he's being framed. There's a conspiracy. It goes all the way up to the top. It's at the highest levels. I cannot. And because Kix is like, they're looking for you, man. Just turn yourself in if you want to talk to them. And Fives is like, I can't because because there's a conspiracy and everybody's involved and I don't know who to trust. And it's so fucking tragic because he's right. It's true. Yeah. I mean, um, I'll skip ahead just a little bit. Even if he tell if he tell told the whole Jedi Council or just Rex and Skywalker the truth, what are they going to f- be able to fucking do about it? Why would they believe him? He doesn't have any of the evidence. Because uh, Nala Say has it, or at least we believe. I mean, at this other point, the only does. the only evidence they could do is crack open the skulls of other clones, and like which is dangerous. Are they gonna Are they gonna do that? Because he sounds completely nuts right now, oh, and. And there's all this evidence against him because there is a conspiracy. It does go all the way up to the top. He is being framed. God damn it. Anyway, uh, Fives is like, I can you get word to Captain Rex and General Skywalker? I need to meet with them. And Kix is like, I'll fucking try. And so Fives gives him some coordinates and leaves. And on his way out of the bar, you see, because the security clones have pulled up, right? Right. And I had to laugh... <laughs> Because security clones, okay, security clones, they are clones, right. are walking around in a bar full of clones. 
showing them a tiny hollow of a clone <laughs> and saying, have you seen this clone? And the answer is, well, uh, I don't know. <laughs> and, the, and the answer isn't, yeah, every time I look in the mirror. like, well, And I get, the clones can tell each other apart. Right, that's what obviously. I was going to say. I think they have a, like, they can process the difference. Yeah, and, and it is a recent shot of Fives. He's got the shaved head and, and the tattoo on his face is clearly visible. But like, clones asking clones if they've seen this clone. I know. That made me giggle. That I made know. me giggle. I know. A little bit. A little bit. And uh, did you notice at one point while the clones are, the security clones are, are questioning people, uh, he tells the guy, move along. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I. Like a stormtrooper. I, I make that in my notes. There's a lot of A New Hope vibes with uh, the way these uh, troopers are conducting business in the club. Uh, mm-hmm. They do say move along. They, you know, identification, please, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Strong Stormtrooper vibes here. Uh, anyway, Fives manages to evade talking to any of them. So again, Stormtrooper vibes are not real bright. And uh, he steals a speeder. And I have in my notes, exits pursued by a ball. Yep, that's it. Because the ball, the ball probe droid is back and is following him. Absolutely. And uh, Fives flies down a hole <laughs> to get to the <laughs> Look, lower that levels happens- of Coruscant. It happens a lot yeah. on Coruscant. And he's not okay. When he lands and he's walking away from the speeder, he's stumbling. Yeah. What the fuck did Nala C drug him with? I don't know. I hate her. Look, I know that she gets like, I don't know, a half-assed redemption arc um, in in the Bad Batch. But even now, like through the lens of these episodes, looking at the Bad Batch, I don't know that she give, so much gives a fuck about Omega as she gives a fuck about getting her product back. Right. And protecting her research, which is Omega. But okay, whatever. Anyway, uh, so the bull identifies him. And reports directly back to Commander Fox, who is in the Chancellor's office with him. God damn it. And reports, and, and we, we find out that Fives is currently on, in Sector I-9 on level 1325. Oh, sure. That, I know that place, right? Cause there's, uh, yeah, fucking Coruscant. 1,325 so, levels down. No, 1,325 no- levels up from the core. Oh my God. That's right. The Jedi Temple is on the surface at level 5,127. Good God. So they're actually more like 4,000 levels down. Yeah. Yeah. That's a long, that's a long trip. Don't you want to live in Coruscant? No. No. Absolutely not. Anyway. Um, so Anakin and Rex pull up because they were given these coordinates. Yeah. Yep. And then what? (sighs) Take the ball, Chris. Go, go, go. Yeah, so they fly in. Uh, they're in some kind of a warehouse, and uh, they're looking around. Uh, Skywalker turns, ignites his lightsaber so he can see in the dark. Right. And uh, Fives calls out, please drop your weapons. I'm a paranoid mofo right now. Right. And because because Rex saw his Jedi ignite his lightsaber, Rex has his pistols out. Of course. That's just how that is. His Jedi. I love that. Um uh, it's his Anakin. So five, uh, Fives is all, uh, please just drop your weapons. And uh, uh, Anakin, of all people, it's like, okay, Fives, we're going to do just that. He starts to put his weapon down, kind of gestures to Rex, you should do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And then Anakin starts to kind of sense where Fives is hiding. And start, and they both start to walk towards there. And fucking Fives drops the ray shield on them. And, yeah, and, because and, why not? Arc Trooper. Because Arc Trooper. Yeah. Uh, so Fives and Anakin are now stuck in this fucking thing, and Fives is like, look, I just want you to listen to me, and this is the only way I know for sure 
that you're not going to get to me because hello, you can't pass through the ratio. <laughs> because he doesn't fucking try. He's not. He's not mwahahaing at them. He's. Oh, no, he's no, he's not. Comple- he's completely paranoid right now. Yeah, he's he scared. doesn't trust anybody, even them. He's terrified. Yeah, and he's still. He's trying to tell them, but he still sounds so fucking crazy. He's just, he's rambling about how there's a plot. There's a plot, it's against the Jedi. And he actually tells Anakin Skywalker to his face. Organic chips built into our genetic code to make us do whatever someone wants. Even kill the Jedi. He also mentions, okay, so this is the thing I mentioned earlier. Hey, I just realized something. Huh? Uh, uh, Fives also mentions, Palpatine also told him the plot directly. Exactly. See, this is why, because at the, in that first scene, when we, you know, they open the door and Fives is clearly actually attacking Palpatine right now. This is why. Because fucking Palpatine, like, I guess whispered in his ear, I totally did it. I put all the chips in your heads. I'm going to make you kill all of the Jedi someday. It was like, me. It was me the whole time. And I, I say he had to have whispered it because there were fucking security clones in the room with him. Do they know? So Did they hear him? So let me ruin this whole arc right now, because I can't believe I didn't think of that. I literally did not think about this until we started recording. Okay. Does Anakin tell the Jedi Order all this? I have to assume he does. I don't think he does. Fuck. Because how how can we how can we look at how the Jedi Order proceeds after this point and how Revenge of the Sith go da- goes down and think that they have any way of knowing? That, that there was even a conspiracy theory out there that all the clones are implanted with chips and that can make them kill the Jedi because the Jedi have to be completely blindsided by it, right? Like that, I mean, so then, so then one has to assume Anakin didn't believe in fives. Well, I mean, he tells him right then he doesn't fucking believe it. Because you tried to kill my best friend, the Chancellor. Right. I, because, well, he's, because five says, you can't, you can't take me in. I've, I, I've got all this evidence and everything, but the, if you take me in, the, the chancellor will try to kill me. He already did. Like, and Anakin is fucking furious because now the, he's fucking accusing his bestie boo, the chancellor <laughs> of stuff, right? So that, and that short circuits Anakin. Like, all you have to do to short circuit Anakin Skywalker's logic receptors is get him pissed. And, and accuse or in any way impugn or threaten somebody he cares about. And for better or worse, one of the four people in the galaxy that Anakin Skywalker cares about is Chancellor Palpatine. I just, I, I'm, yeah. I'm right now I'm having a hard time believing that the Jedi Order or the, the council didn't say, so Anakin, I, I get that you think Fives is a crazy bitch, but what did he say? Exactly. Like there was no debrief. Yeah. Like we didn't. Yeah. And so now I'm having a very hard time with the story just because I thought of that. But it's like, like, maybe we can chance. I'll come in again. Maybe we can chalk it up to Anakin being super sad later because he is super sad and mopey and he's, you know, making it about him. But we'll get to it. Um, I mean, I have to, I have to, in order for me to still love this arc, um, uh, I need a headcanon that Anakin had a talk with Chancellor Palpatine about it directly instead. And maybe, oh yeah, and maybe Palpatine was like, "Don't worry about it, son." And oh, by the way, can you keep this discreet? We don't need to. Let's not worry the council with this. Let's not. We don't need to. It's just one fucking crazy clone. And and we'll get to it. We'll get to it later. Okay, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. let's get through this scene. Okay, so Fives is uh, 
really getting upset because obviously Rex and Anakin don't believe him. Yeah. And he's just, he's so fucking frustrated. And right then, Fox and the other security clones show up. Mm-hmm. And they come in, they've got guns drawn and pointed at fives. And, uh, oh, I'm lost in my notes. There we go. Uh, they come in and they tell, they tell fives to put his hands up and fives freaks the fuck out and is screaming at them to get away from him. And right there on a box next to him are Rex's pistols. So he grabs them. So he picks them up. He picks one up and he points them at Commander Fox. Don't do it, soldier! Get away from me! My problem with that, though, is that, and I looked this up, there is a stun setting on these guns. Oh, yeah. Why didn't we stun them? Why didn't we stun them? Why, were they given an order to kill? Yes, they were. That's what I believe. Absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. they were given an order to kill. Because they just left Chancellor Palpatine's office. Oh, goddamn. To fly down there to those coordinates. There's no way that they were, because, it, like, if Shock T was still involved, then, yeah, they would have been stunning. Uh, but like Palpatine didn't know Anakin was going to be down there. As far as he knew, he was sending a goon squad to eliminate fives. Right. So yeah, absolutely. These guys were given the order to kill. No stun. Take him out. And here's the thing. The fandom, there's a lot of hate in the fandom for Commander Fox. Uh, and because of his complicity in some of the, you know, atrocities that go down later and his, Loyalty to the Empire, uh, post Order 66, sure. But uh, hate him for that because there's some choices that he made after that. But in this scene right here, when he has been ordered to kill this clone and this clone is now pointing a gun at him, I'm not sure what else Fox was supposed to do. Yeah. He has, Fox still has the chip in him, so he's going to follow orders. Period. Well, that chip isn't actively making them follow orders right now. That chip is just a ticking time bomb. Not yet, but like, there. well, um, the, I actually did look this up. There are constant augmentations happening with the chip. They are supposed to, uh, it does kind of, I don't know what the proper neurological term is, but it does send out signals from time to time, making sure they do follow orders. So it's not hmm. just a Order 66 chip. It's a ge- Nalasi is correct in that the chip does do general function things for the tr- for the clones. Oh, okay. Well, and I think we'll get a hint later on that they're gonna they're gonna be <clears throat> issuing a software patch on those chips. Yep. Um, but yeah. So yeah, Fives has been shot. He's been shot by a clone who was told to fucking kill him. And uh, so Fives falls. Rex is screaming. He's pounding his fists on the ray shield. Uh, yeah, yelling Fives' name right now. Yeah. yeah, yelling Fives' name over and over. Anakin turns to Fox and screams at him to get the fucking ray shield off. And so, you know, Fox shoots the generator, turns off the ray shield, and uh, fucking look. When Rex hurts, I hurt. Okay. Yeah. So Rex just falls to his knees beside his friend. He's yelling for a medic, and and Fives is trying to talk to him. And is telling him that it's bigger. It's bigger than all of us. Uh, I never meant to. I only wanted to do my duty. He really was just trying to do what he believed was right. He's trying to, to tell the Jedi about this imminent threat to them. He's trying to tell all the clones. He's trying to save millions of lives. And he's been killed for it. And now he's dying in his friend's arms. 
He, in fact, uh, as he's dying, he he says, Voss, stay with me, Voss. Voss! The mission. The nightmares. Finally. And he dies while Rex is begging him not to go. I can't. And did you see the other clones? Well, they took off their helmets too, and they're all sad. And they took off their helmets again. I feel like there was a, a recognition of that idea of the mission, the nightmares, just like back on Coruscant, not Coruscant, back on Naboo, uh, when when Tup was saying it, and all the, yeah, Camino, the Naboo security, Camino, God damn it, I'm upset, and I'm mixing up my planets. The the Kaminoan security, the Camino security clones, they recognized this reference to the nightmare the mission i think this is just more evidence these clones are never free of it even in their sleep they are constantly at war they are constantly on mission they are constantly uh constantly having these nightmares about warfare and that that may point to the chip working on them on a subconscious level at all times and like only in death are they free of this I fucking hate Palpatine. I, yeah. This is I just what what a terrible thing. What a terrible thing to do to living beings. To create an entire like subspecies of living beings, millions of them, specifically to die for you. Like this is like we were just talking. We did a recording for Unleashed last night with uh, your friendly neighborhood master Alan. Guys, tune in for that soon. Uh, but we were talking about Palpatine uh, as like he's he's not a person. He's not a character. He's a force of evil. Yeah. He and this this is this is more of that Hurricane Palpatine shit. Like what person thinks I'm going to create millions and millions of men and uh, and give them all the nightmares in the world just so that I can control them and use them to murder Jedi later. Like, and, and wage a war, the outcome of which doesn't matter to me because either way I win. Like, that's just capital E evil. Mm-hmm. And what's been done to these men, like, Fives is here. This whole, the whole point, the whole point of this arc that is I'm being angry so I don't cry about it. Yeah, right. <laughs> the whole point of this arc uh, is for fives to tell on a little micro level the story of every single clone's struggle. All of them are going to are, are are at risk. All of them are going to have this. This is this is their story. Yeah. All millions of them. Yeah, I mean this this isn't just foreshadowing. This is this. You're right. This is the micro story of the precursor to Order sixty six and how that affects yeah. every single clone. And with Bad Batch, we're seeing the aftermath of that and yeah. it's just uh it's it this is one of the hardest storylines to like think through when it comes to star wars and it's so evil and there i can't think of very many sci-fi things that are this brutal um yeah and, the story of yeah go ahead and may i point out this is a kid's show <laughs> this is a kid's show this is a kid's show one of your favorite heroes on this show has a smoldering hole in his chest and has just gone limp in the arms of one of your other favorite heroes on this show the story of the clones is a tragedy yeah like in every sense of the word in the dramatic analysis sense in the playwriting sense this is this is a goddamn greek tragedy these men and um i love it for that uh because 
Because in Star Wars, we can tell big, tragic stories like this. And I love that we're telling stories like this to kids, because kids can fucking take it. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're, we're there's debate now on how when we're going to get to the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. But that shot uh, in part two, where we saw the veteran, the clone. Yeah. Uh, and that was a 501st veteran. That was a 501st veteran, too. Yeah. I broke down. I mean, I... I the, the the pain does not stop for these yeah. poor clones ever. Ten years later, he's still wearing the armor and he's fucking homeless on the streets. Like, no, it never it never stops. There, there's Cut Quain's the only one that gets a happy fucking ending, as far as we can see uh, at this stage. Like, god damn it. Anyway, I'm so I love the clones so much, yeah. and I I thank the Clone Wars series and I thank Dave Filoni and everybody involved for bringing us this story. Absolutely. Um, because like my my kids grew up on the clones like my my son doesn't own a lightsaber he owns he owns clone blasters he loves the clones they're his they're his heroes that's badass yeah and so that's that but that's just the era right and it's i just i'm very upset about fives and i'm trying not to to jump into the next goddamn scene because fucking palpatine all right. Well, I don't. I, I mean, uh, look, where where Fives is easily one of my favorite clone characters. Um, yeah. You know, Rex and Cody. Well, Rex specifically. Rex. Rex. Supersede him, but um, I fucking Fives, man. If we had a if if we had more Fives, uh, the Jedi Order would still be around. As, that's as, why Fives. Yeah, that's why Fives had to die. Yeah. Palpatine recognized immediately, like this. This clone is too fucking smart. He's too close to the truth. He's he's too good at this. Uh, we we have our reach has exceeded our grasp as far as uh, as far as creating these clones. Uh, perhaps we did too good a job. He needs to be taken down. And I have to wonder if this is also the moment where Palpatine decides, you know, in the future, I'm not going to use clones because they're yeah. too damn oh. good. Oh, oh, bitch, you may be onto something there. Because why wouldn't you keep? your uh, genetically perfect and uh and and controllable military force around well this Dave, i think you're right i think this moment right here with fives is the thing that made palpatine go you know i'm gonna scrap this whole clone project when I'll, I'll settle for a volunteer army with where most of them can't even shoot a fucking blaster <laughs> yeah like i'll go i'll go with quantity over quality because the problem with quality is the quality got too high fives is too goddamn good yeah and and palpatine can't be having that because his his machinations don't survive in the face of uh, hyper competent pragmatic scrutiny. Absolutely, and so that's why that's why Fives had to go. Fives is too goddamn good. <sighs> anyway, R.I.P. Fives. I'm glad you're finally free of the nightmares, buddy. Yeah, you're. You can go into the uh, uh, club uh, <laughs> club seventy nine in the sky. <laughs> Which is also my heaven. So that, that, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll meet you at the bar. I'll meet you at the Any, bar. Anyway. Your, mother's, on, your mother's a droid. <laughs> your mother's a droid. Sorry, so, I, need, I need to laugh and I need to get the tears anyway, out of my eyes. we cut to the next scene where Palpatine is pretending to give a shit. Oh, okay. Um, I want to talk about this. I wanna, talk about I want to talk about this right now. Um, this is a production a criticism, not a, a, a story criticism. Oh, my. Um. Heather, you know I fucking love Tim Curry. I, I love him yeah. so, so much. So many aspects of my childhood is defined by him. Oh, yeah. You know? 
Uh, Tim Curry got me questioning my sexuality real early. Real early. I really wish he didn't do the voice of Palpatine. It this is the this is the scene where it, it, I was like, no, I'm, I I don't like this because he can't. Tim Curry can't can't not be Tim Curry. Yeah, look, I absolutely fucking adore Tim Curry, but top five I mean, favorite actors. I, I I need to stress that out to everybody. I love Tim Curry. He he can do no wrong as long as he's allowed to be Tim Curry. In whatever character he's going to play. Palpatine is never Tim Curry. Palpatine, especially right now in this scene that we're going to, that we're going to talk about, he, he is too evil. He's too obviously evil. And yes, I know, yes, I know Mason Yoda and the other Jedi uh, are ignorant bitches sometimes, and they clearly haven't picked (laughs) up on any of the signs. Because Tim Curry can do evil so well, he overdoes it in this scene, and it makes Mason Yoda too dumb. And too stupid. Yeah, because how are you not? How are you not? How? Okay. So, but I mean, it's it's fucking tragic, right? Like, we can't have Ian Abercrombie. I know. His his loss uh, was devastating. And so, you know, you go for the prestige recast um, because you need somebody big to fill in those shoes. But I, I don't, I don't love it. I don't, I don't love, this is my least favorite Tim Curry performance. I find it very jarring because I can recognize the Tim Curry about it. It takes me out of the scene. Yeah. And, and it's so, it's so like the Tim Curry doesn't have to work at sounding overtly villainous. He no. has to work at sounding not at sounding kind um, because that's just the way his voice works, you know? And so, um, you know, he, it's just, like later when we hear him as Sidious, that's better. Yeah. Than him trying yeah. to be trying to be Palpatine and be like sweet and kind and caring, it doesn't work. It doesn't work at all. I really, you know, that's the thing. I really wish they had gotten like Corey Burton to because Corey Burton can do a, a decent Palpatine. I've I've heard a there's I've heard there's a, thing. a lot. There's a lot of voice actors associated with Clone Wars who do a good Palpatine. Sam Witwer does the voice of Palpatine and Sidious and a lot of the Lego stuff. And that would be, yeah, I, I, I just, I, I really disagree with this casting. And, uh, again, I love Tim Curry. I, yeah, I, I want to. No shade to Tim Curry. This is no. just not a good fit. No. In our opinion. In our opinion. Yeah. If you love this performance, I love that for you. Um, but no, it's, it's, it's not for me, but thank you. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, the scene, the, the scene. To it's, the scene. The scene itself. We have Mace, we have Yoda. I think Anakin's there too. I don't remember. Yes, Anakin's there being sad and mopey on a couch and contributing nothing to the conversation because he's wrecked because one of the only other people in the galaxy he cares about, Rex, is fucking wrecked right. over fives. Right, yeah. right. Uh, so Pal- Palpatine explains that... I've had my own personal doctors examine both bodies. It appears Nala Say did miss something in her examination. A parasite. My personal doctors found it. That's not weird or shady at all. Yeah, and because it's Tim Curry delivering these lines, it sounds super fucking full of shit and evil yes. and sinister. But Mace and Yoda are like, oh, okay, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, and also, also, Palpatine's like, it's an extremely rare parasite, but don't worry, we are already working on getting every single clone and inoculation against it, so this never happens again. And I think... 
By inoculation, he means software patch to the fucking chips. Yep, you gotta well, you gotta have a firmware update from time to time, right? Secure. Well, yeah, yeah, because because clearly the fucking things are gonna go bad. Yep, and and draw more attention to the fact that we are definitely programming these men to kill you all. So we need to push out a patch. It'll be okay. And Palpatine's like, all right. So anyway, glad that's done with. Let's get back to the war, huh? Yeah, because we're it. Uh, we're so close to winning it. Devious smile. <laughs> I know. Each day we get closer and closer to victory. And he says it, Vector, like it's, it sounds like, it sounds like a fucking evil guy. Anyway, and I thought, I thought we were done with the episode. No. But no, postscript, Coda, have an additional scene at Castle Sex Toy. Yep, uh, we're back at Castle Sereno, where <sighs> Nala C gave the fucking chips to Dooku. Okay, yeah, so. Uh, that was what she was supposed to do the whole time. So if Darth Tyre. If Lord Tyrannus was supposed to be the only other person who knew about the chips and what they're really supposed to do, that the part that doesn't make any sense is that it, the the chips leave the hands of the Chancellor, given to Nalasi, and they end up in Tyrannus. Mm-hmm. So does Nalasi also know that the Chancellor knows about the Order sixty six protocol? I think she's got to suspect, right? And I think we're starting to see why. The second the Empire rose, the Kaminoans got wiped out. With the exception of those who had proven themselves to be useful. Like Nalasi. Because they know too goddamn much. The same way the Geonosians had to get glassed back to oblivion. They know too goddamn much. Because the Geonosians helped them build the Death Star, right? Kill all of them. Yeah. And uh, Nalasi knows uh, about... The chips and the Kaminoans engineered these clones to be able to be turned against the Jedi. And then when that button gets pushed, every single Kaminoan is now a liability to the stability of the Empire. So they had to be wiped out. Fucking Sith, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's not doing anything by half measures here. It's genocide for everybody. You get a genocide and you get a genocide. Everybody gets a genocide. Fuck. Anyway, did you notice? I noticed this. Um, so Tyrannus in his hood, because totally not Dooku, right? Right, not Dooku uh, at all. Sitting in his chair, mm-hmm. taking the call from Nalasi, hangs up, stands up, takes off the hood, gets down on one knee to call Daddy Sidious. Oh, yeah, I absolutely noticed that. I laughed my ass off when that happened. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm like, girl, don't you have to stretch first before you do that at your age? You know, but no, apparently <laughs> right? I do. Right? I, if I get out of the chair that quickly, I my back is like, hello, you're dead. You know, so, but, do, you know, I'm sure he used the force to help him out with that. Uh, yeah, so he gets that, gets down his knee, calls Daddy Sidious. Daddy Sidious shows up and Dooku mm-hmm. lets him know, hey, we're good. All secure. We're all good. Of course, Palpatine already knows that because he was fucking well, yeah. there. He was there. And the Order 66 protocol is secure. And Sidious says, good, dis- good. Destroy all ev- <laughs> evidence and then... No one will be able to stop our plan to execute Order 66. <laughs> and I, evil cackle set to the imperial fucking march um i had to laugh though at the part where he says our our there's no hour uh, well, dooku i'm sorry you're not well, coming on for this journey. no dooku didn't say it sidious did yeah well but dooku but he says it like 
oh, don't worry, Dooku, it's our plan. You're going to be oh, with yeah, me, yeah, right, yeah. right? Well, because he's still, he's still got to string Dooku along. Of course. You can't tell him now that you're totally planning on killing him. <laughs> I f- Fuck. Ugh. Anyway. Ugh. Ugh. We're done with the arc stuff. Yeah, and that was a lot. Yeah. It was a lot, a lot. So what do you think about our experiment of doing these episodes one at a time? I think it was a success. I think we absolutely had to. Um, there's too much. And I think particularly like for the weight of the story that we're telling about fives, because it's not just about fives, beloved as he is. It is about every single clone. And the clones are pivotal to the fate of the galaxy. Absolutely. And so we needed to we needed to give this story its due and take our time with it. And not try and barrel rush through it and cram it into, you know, two podcast episodes. That would have sucked. Uh, and also, also, it gives us more time to process the emotional damage. <laughs> well, because goddamn. Well, luckily, the uh, next episode is uh, positive and full of sunshine. I mean, okay, so the next the next three episodes are about, I, I, do we want to, here's the thing, do we want to keep moving one episode at a time? I'm kind of liking this pace as we get close to the end of Clone Wars of one episode at a time. I don't know if it's because I really feel like these episodes deserve that kind of time or if it's because I'm delaying the end of Clone Wars because I don't want it to it's end. It's kind of both, right? Um, Maybe. I'm, I'm, um, I know we're going into the Clovis arc, which right. pisses me off. But in, in all the good yeah. ways, in all the good ways, um, I, I I think for the Clovis arc, we should uh, still go one at a time. I suspect okay. you're going to want to rush through the Jar Jar bit. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the disappeared? Yeah. That arc. Okay, we can do those two together because I feel like those are probably a pretty cohesive unit. But for now, let's continue going one for one. Uh, because we have the return of Rush Clovis coming up, and that's going to be fun. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah. Uh, do we have anything else? Any further thoughts today on the uh, tragic tale of fives? Not on not on the uh, episode itself, but I do um, I do want to do a quick thank you, as if we haven't had enough sadness and 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 sorrow in this in this episode. Um, last episode, I got pretty real and talk, told mm-hmm. a story about my mom. And the amount of people that have gone out of their way this week to tell me their stories um, has been amazing and uh, has made this entire journey I've ha- I've taken with Stephanie completely fucking worth it. Uh, mm-hmm. I could, you know, I could get hit by a car today and feel like the most fulfilled person in the world just because, like, I feel so honored that people have been so open and sharing their stories and... Mm-hmm. I just want to say thank you. That was a really big deal for me. Um, <clears throat> I do not open up very easily. Nope. And my fear coming out of that was people going, oh, God, this queen's being so melodramatic. Instead, I got the opposite. And mm-hmm. um, I've never felt that uh, love before. Uh, so thank you guys very, very much. I really appreciate it. That's a really big deal to me. Um, I have so much good news to tell my therapist today. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get a good grade in therapy. I'm going to get a good grade in therapy today. Uh, That's so, something you can do. So thank you. Um, Just thank you. Yeah. And like this, I was really worried for you when you wanted to share that on the podcast and you wanted to leave it in the final edit. I, I as your friend, was concerned because I didn't, you know, I didn't want you to get hurt with any kind of backlash off of this. But I... 
I was so pleasantly surprised. And frankly, I'm so fucking proud, not just of you for actually like sharing and opening up and like being such a whole ass person. Um, but I'm so proud of our listeners. And uh, it's so cool to be involved in a fandom and to have this community that's been built up around this podcast uh, that can be fucking awesome like that and and supportive like that you guys are fucking you blow me away i can't all of you chris you and the listeners fucking blew me away on this one you guys are great yeah so and that's enough of that that's enough of that back to the dick jokes i'm kidding um uh, but no <laughs> dick, dick, dick. but uh dick, dick, i think dick. it's a good time to outro the show stuff i think it is so next time next time we will be talking about clone wars season six episode five an old friend Dun dun dun! Ooh. Who could that old friend be? Oh. Oh. I already said his name, so <laughs> yeah, like five times. Anyway, uh, so now we're gonna outro, outro, ready to go. And hey, everybody, thank you for listening. Uh, we appreciate that. We appreciate you. Uh, if you would like to hang out with us in between episodes, um, do we're a delight. Uh, you can do. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok as at Darkside Divas. Oh my gosh. Uh, by the way, have you noticed how this part is getting longer now because we're doing more shit? Uh, yes. Also, you can subscribe to Dark Side Divas via your favorite plot podcast platform of choice. Please, please, for the love of God, subscribe. <laughs> Tell your friends about us. Leave. Don't beg. Never beg. What's uh, wrong with you? <laughs> I am a beggar. Um, you, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, please leave a review. If you use a podcast platform like Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review and a written review... We will read that shit on the air as evidenced and by the monologue I did earlier in this episode. Yeah, if you don't want to to gush about how much you love us, and instead you would like to just insert a monologue into that review, do that. Just, if you want to specify which one of us you want to read it, do that. Yeah, I don't care. If you do a Hamlet thing, that's going to be Stephanie. It's not going to be me. That's going to be all me. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm dyslexic. Um, so also, we have a YouTube channel. It's under the Dark Side Divas brand for right now. But please go there, subscribe. We do a show called Divas Unleashed, which is a video version of the show. We're starting to include guest appearances, which is super awesome. Oh, yeah. Happens every other week. Please subscribe there. And last, but certainly not least, we have a Patreon. <laughs> five, we do. Five bucks a month gets you video versions of these podcasts. Uh, apparently, uh, smut read, as read by Stephanie. Uh, <laughs> videos of special events. Invitations to special events as well. And a really awesome Discord community full of some really mm -hmm. amazing people. Just five bucks a month. You can find us at patreon.com forward slash divas podcast. Please join. We would Correct. really We would really appreciate it. Okay. Yeah. All of that is true. <gasps> And Chris is spent. And I, all right, am I think spent. we're I think we're done here. And we're yeah. done here. Yeah? Yep. Okay. All right. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening. Okay, bye.